Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another edition of the Steelers Fix. My name is Jeremy Betts. I'm joined by Andrew Wilbar, my right-hand man, my co-conspirator, as it is in all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We talk a lot about the Steelers. We talk a lot about fantasy football. That's what we're talking about today. So, Andrew, come on in, man. We've been going through fantasy football rankings and kind of where the Steelers land at different position groups. We've done quarterbacks. We've done running backs. We're going to hit up wide receivers today. Um, let's talk format though, first, before we dive in. So Andrew, as you introduce yourself here and tell us how you're doing, tell us, uh, what your preference is as far as scoring format in fantasy football and why? Well, first I'm doing well. Thank you very much. That was an excellent intro. I might add, I, I've, I totally forgot to tell you this before the show and I feel really bad. Oh. I ran into someone. I was taking the teens to a conference this week from our church and, uh, a guy came up to me, a teenager came up to me and he says, Hey, is your name Andrew? And I'm like, yes. He's like, I listened to your guys's podcast. Nice. So we, so we actually ran into someone who listens to us, Jeremy. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so apparently he had reached out to me on Twitter a while back when I was on Twitter and I, I did not remember it for some reason. Um, the name didn't ring a bell, but it was really cool. So <laughs> okay, uh, it was nice to meet him. So um, if you're listening out there, man, appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen to us as well as all of you listening to us. But for yes. scoring, I per, I'm old school. I am non-PPR. I like the old style ways. <laughs> to me, Jeremy, you should not get rewarded in fantasy football for doing the bare minimum requirement to play the position, which is called the wide receiver position. You should not be rewarded to catch the ball. You should, if we should, they should have it fantasy football to where if you don't catch the ball and you drop the pass, you get points taken away. Cause that's ooh, like ooh. the, that's the basic <laughs> thing. You shouldn't be rewarded. I mean, this is like the participation trophies that we talk about. You know, everyone gets a participation trophy. The, the PPR fantasy football is like participation trophies for kids sports. It's for this is for big kids sports. You shouldn't be rewarded <laughs> for catching the football. Well, here's my counter to that. You, you're not necessarily rewarding the actual player. You know, it's it's you're rewarding yourself, and that to me is worth it. It's it's worth it, Andrew, to to add that extra point in there to make more guys fantasy relevant. Uh, that's 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 a big deal to me. And you know, I I understand if you wanna if you wanna poo poo the participation trophy side of things, you know, and you just wanna you wanna jump all over the PPR scoring because because of that reason, but. You're wrong. You're just playing wrong, Andrew Wilbar, because PPR scoring is fantasy football. I won't play any other way. Well, I will. I will play it other ways, you know, just to get out there and do different styles. So I guess I'll I scrap you off but... that one league that I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. um, I can always don't, find someone else. Don't do that because I think I've got a good shot this year in my slow rebuild that I've done over there. Even though I just okay. traded away Jalen Hurts um, 
for I think draft picks is all I did. <laughs> I can't remember really? now. <laughs> so uh yeah, it's gonna be fun to, to to see how how that one goes. But yeah, I like PPR scoring. I think you know, obviously I mentioned it it makes more players fantasy relevant. Um, uh, but I will play any style, <laughs> any way you want to play scoring wise. So kind of to um compromise here in what we're gonna do, which is our wide receiver top 10 rankings. We're going to draft our top 10 wide receivers, and then we're going to talk some Steelers. We're going to go with a little half PPR just to kind of, you know, meet in the middle there a little bit. And I know it kind of, it, you know, half PPR, full PPR kind of still leans more towards PPR because you're getting something for the catch. So I, I know that that comes my way a little bit more. So I thank you, Andrew, for being willing to compromise a little bit more than myself mm-hmm. here and uh, just being, you know, a true a true friend. And I appreciate that so much. Do you really? Yes, I do. I have. Absolutely. All right. right, Let's dive into this. Andrew, I'm going to let you go first. You let me go first with the running backs last week. And uh, it was fun. We drafted our top 10. We're going to do the same thing here. So Andrew, without further ado, who is your number one fantasy wide receiver for 2023? And why is it Justin Jefferson? I the cat got my tongue there. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not hear Jamar Chase's name oh. mentioned there. Oh, okay. So I'm going with Jamar Chase. Not necessarily that I'm superstitious, but I do find it interesting that it has been years since a wide receiver. I mean, this may have been since the days of Antonio Brown, the last time that a wide receiver finished wide receiver one in fantasy football two years in a row. Mm, yeah. Every year it is somebody different. And I find that trend very interesting, especially when you look at Minnesota. I'm not against taking Justin Jefferson early. I, I, They're neck and neck in my rankings. It's not like I have any separation between the two. But when you look at Jefferson, I think I don't think you can expect anything more than what we saw last year. And with Jamar Chase, I think there's still that bit of unknown. Like, okay, this guy, when Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were on the same field at LSU – he was the better wide receiver and it wasn't necessarily close. And that is not a knock on Justin Jefferson. He is a great wide receiver, but I think Jamar chase is capable of more, especially with a better quarterback in Joe Burrow, as opposed to Kirk cousins. And I think you also have to put into account the fact that Cincinnati did improve the offensive line with Brown and some of the other pieces that they brought in this offseason. I think the offensive line is going to be a little bit more improved. And when you look at Minnesota, they're just, I mean, they're going to be playing in a lot of shootouts because they have no choice. So I think as long as Jefferson stays healthy, he's still going to be up there. But I think just based upon the fact that it's been so long since we've seen a wide receiver one repeat two years in a row, I'm going to give the edge to Jamar Chase. I know that went a little bit longer than what we were going to, analyze but i know that it's a little bit of a twist everyone has kind of their own take on it but that's where i'm thinking in my head right now it's i have no issues with justin jefferson i love both of these guys the reason i'm going with chase is just because of recent trends of receivers not repeating as wide receiver ones two years in a row i still like it i think he's got a a real chance to be number one um especially when you consider he missed like five games last year and was still a top five wide receiver in fantasy. And he had just uh, his efficiency went down a little bit, but you expect that with teams being able to, to pay him more attention, but he really established himself as the number one target in the offense. I think 135 targets, let's see 134 targets in 2022, despite missing five games. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy one of the highest targeted receivers in the league. And it's going to stay that way, especially when you consider there is no tight end room in Cincinnati, basically Irv Smith jr. Uh, be that as it may, but, uh, and then, you know, the running back room, they don't catch a ton of passes. Joe Mixon's not a bad receiver, but uh, Jamar chase is going to take up a huge chunk of, of that share there. I like it. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson at number two. Um, just because I think if anything, that Minnesota offense has, has more weapons to take um, the attention away from Jefferson a little bit, leaving him with more one-on-one matchups. And I think that that plays to his advantage. The Vikings are going to have to throw the ball a lot because their defense probably isn't going to be that good. And so to stay in games, they're going to have to throw the football. And this is an offense that we've seen it be consistently pass heavy and, and good in that regard. And Jefferson gets the lion's share of targets. It should stay the same way despite, um, Jordan Addison coming in 
And I mean, you've got good pieces there, obviously, in support, but I still think that he's wide receiver one by a long shot there. So I would rank him as my number one overall receiver with Jamar Chase right behind him, but it's very close. It's not not a huge gap between the top two guys. I'm interested to see where you go with uh, number three here, uh, but if you had anything to add about Jefferson, you can do that too before you hit your uh, second overall pick. I don't. I think he's pretty safe, barring injury. I think he's going to finish as the top five wide receiver almost definitely just because of the volume he's going to receive in that offense. I don't love any wide receiver here at number three, if I'm being perfectly honest. My gut, despite the, I don't know, the, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but the disgruntledness, if that's mm. even a word, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs here. Just I like because that a lot. Buffalo didn't, outside of adding an additional tight end to the room, and it takes tight ends a little bit of time to get into offenses in the NFL. It takes them a little bit longer to develop. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox are the only other options outside of Stefan Diggs, really. I mean, we've we've been on the hype train for Gabe Davis several years now, and he'll have a game or two, but he's not a consistent target in this offense, and they don't have that much else to offer at wide receiver. I mean, Khalil Shakir, maybe he has a breakout year. Nobody's taking targets away from Stefan Diggs in this offense. And as much as unhappy as he may be, I mean, we saw Antonio Brown for a couple of years where he was kind of unhappy with the way things were going and just the way the offense was not functional inside the locker room. Yeah. They still put up points on the field and Antonio Brown still produces one of the best fantasy football wide receivers up until the end of his time in Pittsburgh. So I, I I like Stephon Diggs. I wouldn't overdraft him. I think if you don't get one of the top two receivers, I'd say probably wait until late first, early second to take over receiver. But none of the other guys are consistent enough for me. Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle there, who's almost become that one one A you ever in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And you know we'll get into other guys, but Cup can he stay healthy? Can his quarterback stay healthy? There's a lot of questions. I think with I would rather have someone who's disgruntled but really doesn't have any choice but to play as opposed to someone who has major injury concerns with whether it be him or their quarterback. I like it. I love Stefan Diggs this year. I think he's going to be a huge fantasy football asset. Um, He would have been my pick here. If you'd have gone with someone else, I'm going to go with the other guy. Then uh, the guy you mentioned Cooper cup, Um, you know, he had probably the best fantasy season ever by a wide receiver a couple years ago. And this offense hasn't changed much. It's just healthier now you hope. And so I'm going to go with him. I think, his connection with Matthew Stafford is phenomenal. There's nobody else <laughs> in this offense, but it hasn't mattered in the past necessarily. Cooper Cup still gets his targets. He gets his catches, and he makes plays even though he might get double teams. He might get bracket coverage. He still makes plays, and it's fun to watch him play football. Um, Tyler Higby's really the only other big-time target in that offense and you can you can question whether he's big time or not you know what I mean so um he he has a rapport with with Matthew Stafford like most receivers don't Cooper Cup that is and I think that continues with a healthy Stafford back in the fold and Sean McVay running that offense he's going to put his guys in position to play and succeed and you just got to you got to bank on that um that return on investment there it is a risk because of the injury history it is a risk for him and for his quarterback situation, but the reward could could potentially be wide receiver one, and you probably won't have to draft him as the wide receiver one to get him there. So I, I like him a lot at number four, back into the first round. If there was a run on running backs, you could you could do a lot worse than get yourself Cooper Cup as your top uh, fantasy player in your draft. Let's go to the fifth overall selection here, Andrew, and your third selection. Who you got? I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. I don't know if there's as much upside as what people originally thought he would have in this offense when he was drafted. Uh, He's kind of tapered off from those big games that we saw from him as later in his rookie season, but he's still going to produce consistently. I think the addition of Stefan or not Stefan Diggs, Brandon Cooks helps C.D. Lamb because it's going to keep a safety up high. It's going to keep double teams off C.D. Lamb. Don't forget they still have Michael Gallup there as well. 
So I think that signing is really going to help Lamb. He may not have the upside to be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two in fantasy, but I think he could very well reach the top five in fantasy this year. And I think his floor is a lot safer than some of the other receivers that are being taken at his ADP. I like it a lot. And we're seeing in our rankings here, Tyreek Hill kind of fall down the board a little bit as in contrast to his consensus ranking, which is about number three or number four wide receiver, most rankings. Um, I think some of that for me has to do with the legal trouble he might find himself in from his incident this off season um, there, you know, the dolphins have, have made it known that they're considering punishment for him. The league will probably consider the same thing. So that's kind of why he falls down um, my board a little bit as, as well as the fact that Jalen Waddle takes away from some of his target share a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go with Devonte Adams here and it might be a little bit of a reach, but news reports have it that Jimmy Garoppolo is set to uh, start training camp as a healthy participant he's not going to be on pup he's not going to miss any practice time which is a huge huge piece of information as far as fantasy purposes go i like these two uh, in as matched up together quarterback wide receiver combo in um this offense with uh, with uh josh mcdaniels i kept wanting to say mike mcdaniel but josh mcdaniels running the show they wish it was mike mcdaniel they do yes but josh mcdaniel Despite his flaws, very familiar with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Devontae Adams was still a stud last year with Derek Carr behind center. I don't know if this is too much of a drop-off from Carr to Garoppolo. So I expect him to get targets. I expect him to make the most of those uh, because he is Devontae Adams. He's he's an elite wide receiver still and uh, will continue to be this year. I take him over Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Devontae Adams here. Who you got at number seven, Andrew? Well, I thought we were going to have one of these shows where, you know, we just agreed kind of like we did with quarterbacks a few weeks ago. It just seemed like everything fell into place. And then last week we disagreed. We were in pretty much agreement up to this point. And then Devontae Adams is not in my top 15 wide receivers. Whoa, not in your top 15. He is not in my top 15 wide receivers. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Adams's most efficient games always happen when he is targeted multiple times down the field, 20 yards or more on the outside numbers. When Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball, if he doesn't target down the field a whole lot, he doesn't throw a bunch of deep balls. But when he does throw it into that 15 to 25-yard range where Devontae Adams is money, he throws it to the middle of the field more times than not, and that means tight end. So I I would say Michael Mayer could be in line for a large share of targets early on. But uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown here. Uh, I, I, Hill is tempting. There's a couple other guys I have on my list, but I really like AJ Brown here. He's not the most consistent and because they have other weapons, he's, you can't necessarily trust him to give you that solid floor from week to week, but his big weeks just make up for it. He can win you weeks. And I think that's what you're looking for. You're getting him in most cases, the second round, probably, um, maybe even early third, depending on what format you're in. We're, and half PPR. I think that this is a great spot for him at what in receiver seven. I think he's very much capable of being a top five wide receiver. I like that a lot. I think so too. And I think, you know, another year in that offense, another year more comfortable Jalen Hurts, that connection, it's going to be huge. I like it a lot. So I'm going to go here with Tyreek Hill. Um, we've let him drop far enough. <laughs> I'm going to take him at number number eight overall here. Um, explosive, best season of his career last year. In this offense, I have my concerns about Tua. I really do. Um, and they go beyond just injury. But if it all works out, and if we see the offense that we saw last year, then this could this guy can absolutely be a, a, a wide receiver one candidate by the end of the season. So getting him in at number eight would, would be great value to me as far as draft-wise. Um I, I would be concerned about potential uh, consequences from his offseason decision. <laughs> but, you know, when he's on the field and healthy, uh, huge target share, even with J- Jalen Waddle there. But um, Waddle and uh, him forming a, a fantastic one two punch at wide receiver, uh, it does take away from his overall ceiling a little bit. Although you also get the fact that Waddle just takes 
double teams away as well. You can't double on this team. So it's it's going to be very interesting, that dynamic, to see how it plays out. I was very skeptical of it last year. It worked out way better for both players than I thought it was going to. And so I expect both players to be close to top 10 wide receivers again. But I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill here at number eight. I just think you can't let him fall down too much further. Um, Andrew, you got somebody else at number nine. Any comments on, on Tyreek Hill? Not really on Hill. I like where you have him there. I'm going to go with Amon Ra here at number nine. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, he, There's not a whole lot of hype surrounding Amon Ra. Everyone's talking about what happens with Jamison Williams when he comes back in week seven. I mean, th- there's so many unknowns with the offense, but the two things that are known, we know the Lions are going to run the football. And when they throw the football, Amon Ra is the clear-cut number one target on this team. And he's going to get opportunities. There's not that many receivers his size that are going to get the looks in the red zone that he gets. He developed a great chemistry within one year with Jared Goff. And Mm -hmm. it is going to continue to grow. Uh, I like this guy back in college, so maybe it's just part of my bias of him coming out of college. But this guy has exceeded most people's expectations, and I really think that he has a chance to become one of the consistently known as one of the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. And I, I think he's going to make that statement this year in that, you know, seven, eight range. Again, maybe not the upside to be the best wide receiver, but you don't have to have the best wide receiver, especially when you're getting this guy in that late second, third round range. Yeah, absolutely. All right. For the 10th overall pick and to round out our top 10 wide receivers, I am going to ask Andrew Wilbar a series of questions and we're going to narrow this down here. Okay. All right, I'm going to list two wide receivers. You're going to pick the one you like better, and we're going to go down through uh, one, two, three, four, five, five rounds of this. Okay. Okay. And, I think uh, I know where you're going here because I think we might have we might be thinking alike here. But okay. go ahead. By the end of this, I want to see just kind of where where we've got our 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 teams here. So I'm going to start with Jalen Waddle versus Garrett Wilson. Who are you taking? Ooh, I would, I would go with Jalen Waddle. Okay, all right, Jalen Waddle or Chris Olave, Derek Carr throwing in the ball. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle again, Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith. I'm gonna go with Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Okay, Devonta Smith or DK Metcalf. Devonta Smith. Okay, and then finally, Devontae Smith or T. Higgins? Devontae Smith. Okay, so I like it. I really do. I wasn't necessarily going to go with him, but I think that you, you've you got a, a player here in Devontae Smith who has a chance to be a top 10 wide receiver. So I'll go ahead and, and throw him then at at wide receiver 10. I like uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, probably a little bit better personally as far as like floors go, but Devontae Smith, um, his ceiling is incredible, and he – He's he played even better last year than he did his rookie season, and I think that he'll continue to improve and be a, a you know a, more of a well-rounded receiver than more of the the field structure that he has been the last couple of years. He showed a lot more over the middle of the field uh, crossers and things like that this last year. So I like that a lot. Um, in the second half of the show, we'll get into some of these guys that are kind of on the edge, and then we'll also talk some Steelers players. Um, but before we go to the break, Andrew, did you have anything to add about this top 10? Well, since Devonta Adams was obviously not in my top 10, okay. there was one receiver, which I, that was not the way I thought you were going to go. Okay. So I had Devonta Smith. He would be my wide receiver nine. Who do you think is my wide receiver 10? Just out of curiosity. Calvin Ridley. Well, that didn't take long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause that's that's my boy this year, absolutely. Oh yes, yeah. Um, actually, I have a guy I like better than Calvin Ridley. Um, who so Calvin Ridley was is my twelfth receiver. Okay, and I've got a guy at eleven that most people probably don't have at eleven. That's Michael Amari Pittman? Cooper. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. I'm in on the Amari Cooper train this year. Uh, even if Deshaun Watson's not great, I think Amari Cooper's still going to get his share of targets and receptions. And if Deshaun Watson is great, then Amari Cooper could absolutely be a top five wide receiver this year, 100%. So that's kind of where I land with that. So we'll talk about some more in a little bit, but we're going to bring this back around to Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit since this is a Steelers show. We're going to talk 
Deontay Johnson and George Pickens in the second half of the show here. After this short break, don't go anywhere. The Steelers fix will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. We're talking wide receivers, fantasy football rankings. We did our top 10 draft in the first half of the show, so if you missed it, don't know why you would have, but go back and listen to it. And uh, But at this point, we're going to talk some Steelers football here, some Steelers wide receivers that are, in, if anything, just an intriguing case study as far as young quarterback, young system, don't know how it's all going to play out, lots of weapons. So these guys are going to kind of – I don't know, kill each other's value a little bit? Are they going to vulture each other's value just because there's there's so many targets here? I mean, outside of the two receivers, there you've got a new guy in Allen Robinson coming in, uh, obviously a veteran player with lots of experience. You've got a tight end in Pat Fryermuth, who is one of the league's top uh, pass-catching tight ends. Uh, you've got um, D- Darnell Washington in town now as well, who – played a big role as a receiver at Georgia and many teams thought he could be an even better receiver at the NFL level. So there's a lot of weapons here. Uh, Najee and Jalen Warren out of the backfield. They don't get as much work as maybe Najee Harris did his rookie season, but still you got to account for those guys taking some passing game targets. Connor Hayward as well. If you want to throw him in the mix too, there's just a lot of weapons here. So Andrew, I'm going to pose the question to you. Deontay Johnson George Pickens, if you had to pick one and you couldn't have the other in fantasy leagues this year, who are you taking and why? I would by far go with George Pickens on this one. That With Deontay Johnson, because he isn't a huge red zone weapon, in PPR, I think think you do have to consider in PPR, potentially, if you're getting a full point per reception, I definitely think Deontay Johnson should be considered. But since I'm typically playing either half or non-PPR, I'm in a couple PPR leagues. Jeremy, I think mm-hmm. your league that I'm in is PPR, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, I just think I'm, I'm I, maybe I just have the too much of a big go big or go home mindset. But George Pickens is, has a chance to cement himself as the wide receiver one in this offense. And not just in this offense, but as a true wide receiver one in the NFL, a true number one. Deontay Johnson just is not that. And I think people have finally come around to realizing that. He does. He uh, he's a good route runner. He just can't separate very well, mm-hmm. despite being a good route runner. He doesn't have large strides. Defenders can close in on him quickly, and that's part of the reason why he's not that good after the catch. So I, I think if you're going for upside, you have to go George Pickens. And I think just overall, 
I see Kenny Pickett having the better relationship long-term with George Pickens as opposed to Deontay Johnson. I, I know that the target share wouldn't necessarily indicate that after one year, but just seeing the catches Pickens came away with, if he can learn just to separate a tiny bit, I mean, this guy has a chance to be absolutely unstoppable. So absolutely, absolutely. He does. Um, I, I think part of the answer to this question goes back to who is Kenny Pickett going to look at to win football games too. And I think that that's going to be George Pickens this year, as opposed to, to Deontay Johnson. And I think Deontay Johnson has a, a, a role on this team. He's the separator. He's the, the high volume guy, but I think his targets will be <clears throat> less valuable targets than George Pickens to go along with what you're saying about red zone usage and scoring potential. When you talk about George Pickens and Kenny Pickett growing together, they were rookies together last year. They're second year players this year. They've got a lot of, of NFL life ahead of them. Kenny Pickett is going to see that, like you were just mentioning. I'm just piggybacking off of you a little bit here. Um, he's going to see that as an opportunity to gel with a guy who's going to be with him long term. We don't know what Deontay Johnson's status is after this year, right? So <clears throat> give me the, the guy, especially ADPs here. Um, sorry, not ADPs, but um, rankings. Deontay Johnson coming in at twenty, the 29th wide receiver. Um, and then you can get George Pickens down at 38. I mean, he's George Pickens is ranked behind Jordan Addison in consensus rankings on fantasy pros, which is which blows my mind a little bit behind Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson as well. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's let's look at the potential here a little bit. Um, <clears throat> George Pickens. Does he have a chance to be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver, Andrew? That's a good question. Top 20 wide receiver, I can definitely see that. And we've seen a Steelers offense support multiple top 20 wide receivers, top 25 wide receivers, um, but that was Ben Roethlisberger. Can Kenny Pickett do that? That's going to be your question here. I don't think you want more than one of these guys um, on your roster. And so I agree with you. If I had to pick one, it's George Pickens. Now, let's kind of answer this question, though. Andrew, as far as value goes, do you like the value for George Pickens as well? Or what you get from Deontay Johnson at 29, you know, just outside the top 25 receivers, can he can he be a top 25 wide receiver that you're getting outside of that? Or is the value just, just siding with Pickens as well here? Or is it more in Deontay Johnson's favor? I'd have to go with Pickens personally. but Yeah, I, I go with Pickens as well. I just think, again, it all comes back to the upside. You know what we know what Deontay Johnson is, and I don't think we're going to see much of anything better. I mean, maybe he gets a couple extra touchdowns like we talked about a couple weeks ago. He's not going to get that many. The Steelers have too many other good red zone targets. I just don't see him getting sprinkled with targets down in the red zone. And when you look at George Pickens, we talked about top 10, top 15 receiver. He's capable of that. Yes. I don't know that I would put money on it. I mean, I don't gamble at all, but <laughs> I, even if I did, I probably wouldn't put money on George Pickens finishing as a top 10 wide receiver in the offense, just because there are one, there's a lot of mouths to feed and two, Matt Kansas is still the offensive coordinator. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. We think it's going to be good. We don't know that as a fact. And I'm saying this just as Jeremy's cat is giving me a stare, the death stare <laughs> in the back of this camera. Hey, but, it's not my cat. It's my daughter's cat. <laughs> okay. I mean, I like, I, I like cats. cats but, are cool. yeah. Anyways, back to what we were talking about with George Pickens. I think he's capable of being top 15 um, and based on physical talent, obviously top 10, but I think the chances of him finishing top 20, top 15 are a whole lot greater than top 10. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one quite yet. Um, but I could see in that 12 to 15 range, it would not shock me at all. Uh, especially, I don't want to bring up Deontay Johnson trade rumors or anything like that. And <laughs> I, I don't have any inside information, unfortunately, in this, at least today. But with Deontay Johnson, there's still always that chance something could happen to him. And when he does, that only boosts up George Pickens. I'm not worried about Allen Robinson and Kelvin Austin taking away targets from Pickens. I'd be more concerned about them taking away from Deontay Johnson because they actually play a role similar to him. Yeah. I think you got to kind of overall, you got to kind of pass on the Steelers passing game in a lot of cases. Um, if you're looking for a high end return, I mean, Pat Fryermuth in a tight end market, that's not very good 
is one thing. I, I think you draft. We'll talk about Pat Frymouth next week, so I won't get into that too much. But uh, his his value to me in his position group is much greater than other Steelers uh, weapons in theirs potentially. Najee Harris maybe being the withstanding factor here, where <coughs> excuse me, I think he could still be a top ten running back. Obviously, we talked about that last week. But as far as these receivers go and this passing offense as a whole, it's hard to get on board with it from a fantasy perspective because of all the reasons you just outlined. So many mouths to feed, unknown system. And plus, even if the offense is really good, is that going to equate to the top 10, 15 seasons for these wide receivers? I would tend to lean on the fact that if the offense is really good, that means it's a top five season for Najee Harris <laughs> or, you know, and, and these receivers are still kind of just kind of sharing this load. You don't have a true number one receiver on this team yet, but 2023 is going to go a long way to telling us what 2024 and beyond holds. I think George Pickens draftability is going to skyrocket in the 2023, 2024, um, transition period I think his value is going to go way up because I think you probably end up with a rookie um wide receiver um, some somewhat highly drafted and then maybe pieces changing up a lot along this team and we've we haven't even talked about Kevin Austin the third who is going to take away some of the um gimmick work that some of these guys have taken and maybe even be a a little bit of a weapon out of the slot. So you just got too many mouths to feed for an offense. It's not going to be a, a 70, 30 pass happy offense. This, you know, this team's going to look a lot more uh, down the middle than, than most of your, your high powered offenses will look. So to me, you can't really rely on this passing game too much in fantasy circles until we see more of what Kenny Pickett's development turns into and we might be totally wrong Kenny Pickett might be so good this year that you have to let him throw the football um because that's how you're going to win football games I tend to doubt that um as far as a schematic standpoint goes but if that is the case then maybe one of these guys just their their value skyrockets but uh you can still get good seasons they're still both very fantasy relevant I would say they're going to help your fantasy team out but it's going to be spot duty it's not going to be regular high level uh, contributing from either one of these guys. Um, Andrew, let's move on to some of the secondary weapons here on in, at the wide receiver room. Um, let's start with Calvin Austin, the third, because I want to talk a little bit longer about another guy, but I think I know where you're going to go with this. Uh, we're going to say relevant or not for these next couple guys. And let's for fantasy purposes, Calvin Austin, the third, is he fantasy relevant or not in 2023? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. So I did not know where you were going to go with this. Uh, thank you for uh, throwing me that curveball. Ta- tell me why Calvin Austin III is fantasy relevant this year. Is it big plays? Is that why? It's big plays, not necessarily as a guy you would draft right off the bat, but as a guy that you can pick up on the waiver wire. I think he's going to, there will be a week early in the year where Calvin Austin will take a jet sweep 50 some yards to the house and everyone's going to pick him up off the waiver wire. Like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. And then I'll have a couple weeks where nothing happens. And then he'll get dropped again. But I think he's a guy that if he sees enough of the field, be keep an eye on his snap share that he has in this wide receiver room, see how many snaps he's getting. And I think that he's a guy that is going to be relevant as a waiver wire pickup from week to week, especially when the bye weeks come and things like that happen, and you're looking for upside. Maybe you're down. Maybe the Steelers are playing. It's a week. The Steelers are playing Sunday night football. Our game gets moved to a later time. You've got a bunch of guys in the one o'clock window that do you absolutely nothing. It's like, okay, I've got to have upside or I don't have a chance to win at all this week. So you pull Tyler Boyd from your second flex spot that you may have and throw in Kelvin Austin. I'm not saying he's going to be super relevant, but I think there's enough relevance there to garner an interest. Like maybe if the draft board really goes bad, if we have a deep bench and we're going in 18, 19 rounds, maybe we take a flyer on Kelvin Austin at the end, just because of the upside. That's more where I'm coming from as it pertains to his relevance. Not that he's going to be a consistent option from week to week. Yeah. Very good. Um, analysis there uh, i was just looking on um let's see i was just looking on fantasy pros and he's not a top 100 receiver <laughs> uh on here so 
that's you know it's tough tough to see him being super fantasy relevant but i can see where you you could get like three or four weeks this season where <coughs> excuse me he scores uh 15 points because he scores a, a long touchdown 70 yard touchdown or something like that and so yeah i think really deep leagues 16 team leagues or you know um maybe even your your dynasty league where you're gonna have guys on by or uh, guys injured and you just need some some help there he, he might be a guy to stash but for me i i'm gonna go like alan robinson who's the next guy i wanted to to ask you about relevant or not um, would you say he's relevant fantasy wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with you there. I would much rather have him <laughs> than Calvin Austin. The third I'm, you know, Calvin Austin third is, is deep, 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 deep waiver wire stuff. So, uh, but I, I you know, I, I would love to see him be fantasy relevant in, in weeks. And um, you know, if you're talking DFS, then maybe he's got a chance to <laughs> boom you into a, a $1 huge yeah. or a uh, best ball leagues as well. That's a yeah. new big deal as well. Some of these guys way down in, in on rosters, they can, they can often be a boost to your overall just because if they have a, a massive week, one week you get those points. And if they yeah. don't, you don't have to worry about it because you're getting points other, other places. So uh, he's got fantasy relevance, maybe outside of standard redraft, but um, yeah, boomer bust as, as it, as it gets. So um, definitely there. Uh, Alan Robinson, though, uh, kind of our, our last point of topic before we get to some, some sleepers. Um, he's a role player to me in this offense, obviously, but I think he's got some red zone potential. And uh, I think he hurts Deontay Johnson's value. I think that's kind of why I'm a little bit lower on him is the presence of Alan Robinson in the red zone. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to be targeting Deontay Johnson a whole lot in the red zone when you've got Allen Robinson and George Pickens. But then again, you may get the fact that Deontay Johnson's just open and the other guys aren't. So no, that's always a factor you got to play into this. But uh, Andrew, tell us a little bit about your thoughts about Allen Robinson. Is he a guy that you can rely on a little more week to week than Calvin Austin the third, or is he still going to be a he has a good week every now and then, and otherwise it's just going to be not much out of the guy. I like Robinson's, you know, a mash and stash guy at the back end of the roster. You don't probably want to start him from week to week, but especially when the bye weeks come around, if you're in PPR formats, I think we'll see weeks where we see a lot of targets thrown to Allen Robinson because just his veteran presence is going to garner respect from a young Kenny Pickett immediately. And we've seen reports out of camp that, you know, his chemistry with Allen Robinson is really good. And I don't think Allen Robinson's the big play guy that he was at one point in time with jacksonville or whatever but we still have to remember that kenny pickett's probably the best quarterback Allen robinson has ever had and the second best quarterback he's ever had for outside of did did he even play (laughs) with matthew stafford at all yeah just very briefly very briefly so okay stafford would be the best but after that for for any legitimate time kenny pickett would be the best and the second best would be mitch trubisky so regardless (laughs) of who the quarterback is it's gonna be probably a better stare than pretty much any time he's ever played so putting that into consideration you know i i think that there is some hidden upside with Allen Robinson. I think if he proves enough value, I think it's time to just trade Deontay Johnson before his contract's up. I know he still has got another year after this, but if you can get something for him, go for it. Sure. Yeah, the Steelers will have some some things to consider there. Just to, to throw it out there, Allen Robinson is um, in the consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros is ranked as the 80th wide receiver. So wide receiver 80 right behind Tyquan Thornton, um, Jesse Palmer, uh, Jordan Palmer, Jordan Palmer, Joshua Palmer, (laughs) Joshua Palmer. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Joshua Palmer. Excuse me. John back in draft season, right? John Mechie and Chase Claypool. So right behind those guys, (coughs) excuse me. So something to consider there, Andrew, let's uh, do a, just like a rapid fire here. Give me some sleepers across the league that you like potentially jumping into to fantasy relevance, maybe top 20, top 15 uh, guys that are outside of that, that could get in there. Fire away. A guy who's not necessarily a sleeper, but he's 31 on fantasy pros. And I think he needs to be mentioned as Michael Pittman. We seem to mention him every year as a guy who's getting a little bit underdrafted. He's not the most attractive pick at wide receiver, but I think he's worth taking a chance on at that point with the upside. You're drafting him as a mid wide receiver three 
the, the low end wide receiver three. And I think he has the upside to be a high end wide receiver two. So I think he's a guy that you'd be willing to stash just because despite the, the fact that they have Alec Pierce, they just drafted a receiver. He's still going to get his targets, not worried about target share at all with him. Jahan Dotson is a name we mentioned earlier. They're going to be playing behind in a lot of games. I think he gets targets. The big issue with him is just staying healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he has a chance to be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Um, and we already mentioned Pickens. Uh, JSN is kind of the sleeper everyone's kind of looking at just because of how good he was when he was playing and he was healthy two years ago. So I have them. And then the last two names I'll mention, uh, I believe I only have two names left, is Sky Moore. One guy to keep an eye on with Kansas City. I think this is the year we were just we jumped the gun one year too early with him. I think this is his year. And then another guy, I know there was someone else I wanted to mention, but I just for some reason could not come well. Oh, uh Jonathan Mingo, rookie wide receiver yes. for Carolina. Uh if you need somebody else, Nico Collins. Uh so there's like six names I gave you right there. Those are guys I have my eye on in the later rounds. I like it. Um, Mingo could play a big role in this offense, especially towards the end of the year as he grows in rapport with the uh, new Bryce Young at quarterback. I'm going to go with a couple guys here that I really like that I think are going to be top 25 wide receivers when it's all said and done. I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks from Dallas. Not necessarily top 20, but top 25. I could see him landing in that range very easily. Rashad Bateman in Baltimore has the potential to be uh, a probably more of a boomer bust candidate here, but if we're talking about an offense that's completely changing, why couldn't Rashad Bateman have a hundred targets this year, you know, and, and be a wide receiver two or three back end wide receiver two. Um, he's a guy I like, we, we talked about George Pickens, Jordan Addison. I, I do like him in Minnesota. He's going to get a lot of targets and he's going to be a player that um, uses a specific skill set to, get open underneath um he's a very Deontay Johnson like player so I could see him in a similar role so I would I could see him getting a, a good bit of work from Kirk Cousins and company Elijah Moore in Cleveland could be a name that rises up draft boards I I would draft him um as a late round flyer absolutely he's got a chance to be uh highly efficient in an offense that we don't know a lot about but if you're going for upside which you should be especially in the later portions of your rounds because the goal is to win fantasy your fantasy league right not come in third place so go get these guys that have some high upside elijah moore has high upside to me you can go with zay flowers you can go with um odell beckham jr in baltimore too one of those guys is going to be the de facto wide receiver one there who is it uh, i don't know but you know, get, get one of those guys. I probably like Rashad Bateman a little bit more than others. And then if you want a steady Eddie, a guy who's just going to get you maybe 10, 12 points every week and, and go, and you know, you can count on it. Hunter Renfro gets like zero mention uh, across the league right now. There's a lot of talks. He could not even maybe make the Raiders roster. So watch that. But if he doesn't make the Raiders roster, he's going to go somewhere and get volume he gets open he makes catches he's good good in the red zone as well he's a guy who can get you in half ppr ppr leagues especially get you 10 12 points a week and maybe have bigger weeks than that down the road as well so keep some of those guys in mind andrew any last final thoughts before we go I don't just keep checking out fans first sports network and fans we have a lot of different names for the website that you can put in your domain and it will take you to the right page. I know there's been where there's a lot of tweaking going around with the website as it is new, but be sure to go and check out everything there. You can put FSN.app. If you're someone who the dot app, it does not allow you to reach the page. You can now go to fans I believe that is the official yeah. name now for the website. So go and check that out. Uh, and we're going to have more fantasy football content and Steelers content next week, talking about Mooth Man and the Washington Monument. There you go. Tight ends next week on our fantasy uh, preview here. And I am writing articles on each of these topics as well, uh, diving into a full ranking for these position groups. So, well, full for me is like 25 players. <laughs> so I'm giving you that. I did 20 quarterbacks. I'm going to do 25 um, running backs and wide receivers and i'm going to go back to 20 for tight ends just to give you kind of the relevant draftable guys that you need to be looking at so check that out on fansfirstsports.com and then uh stay tuned to the steelers fix we'll be back next tuesday with more content we'll be keeping you updated throughout the steelers training camp which is right on top of us ladies and gentlemen if you're going on saturday august 5th 
let me know on Twitter. I'll be there and hook, uh, hook me up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you there. We'll see you there. If you're listening to the show and you want to, you want to get to, to meet me. Cause I know that's on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for us here for Andrew Wilbar. My name is Jeremy Betts. It's been fun on the Steelers fix. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every Every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.